What's good, boys and girls? Fins Up podcast on this Saturday, 20th of May, directly after the Cronulla Sharks have beaten the Newcastle Knights 26 points to 6 in a game where Cronulla were never really challenged apart from against themselves and their somewhat incompetence. And joining me on this podcast is my handsome host, as always, Mr. Dan Nichols. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Mate, I'm feeling like... Two competition points. Now, I know you can't see me out there in uh, Radio Land, but my fin is firmly up. How about yourself, Terry? Yeah, look, I, uh, I jumped in the car. I've got to drive uh, somewhere for the next uh, hour, just running some errands for my dad. So I thought, uh, you know what? What better time to get on and discuss this game? A game that, you know, as I said in the intro, I don't feel like Cronulla were ever really challenged in this game apart from when they had to beat themselves, and boy, did they try it then. They, they certainly did. Now, I, um, I'm i just going to jump straight to Elephant in the Room. Our good mate Paul, great friend of the podcast, good friend of yours, you know, an okay friend of mine. When we went in at halftime, oh, I was happy enough with the with where we sat, but I thought, you know, we could be much better. And Paul, of course, got on his high horse, which isn't hard being seven foot six. And yes, I'm purely doing this to get a rise out of him for anyone who hasn't caught on yet and said that um, I'm the Doomsday Brigade or whatever it was. I was going to change my name to Doomsday Dan if we lost. I only changed my name after losses. So um, you escaped that one, Paul. Yes, there was Doomsday, but the second half was much, much better. You're exactly right, though. The only thing, Terry, that was beating us today were ourselves. As per yeah. usual. Yeah, that, that, Newcastle team, that Newcastle team, look, the, the line-up, they line up exactly as you think they're going to... Go. There's not a lot in there, but there, you know, all it takes for something for Newcastle to give themselves a good snip is it just something's got to click. Like last week, they nearly scored fifty points. Yeah, yeah. They, they play against, against the Gold Coast Titans team, who you know on paper should beat Newcastle quite quite comfortably. You know, you play that game between Gold Coast and Newcastle ten times, and I. I think the Gold Coast are going to win nine, so this is the off chance that the Knights beat them and, and beat them quite comfortably. So, you know, and the fact that you, you're playing against a team that had a little bit of momentum, not too far from home, you know, they are, theoretically there should have been more Knights support than Sharks support today, and nearly scored 50 points, and to keep them to six, and the try that they scored was a very frustrating try to concede. Um... But overall, I think you, you've got to be happy with that. It's it's an 8 out of 10 performance going into a bye. And as you and I said, these are the important wins. The week before a bye, you give yourself four competition points. You do. Now, we scored you know a couple of, a couple of nice tries. Okay, we conceded one, and yeah, there was a certain amount of luck to it. Uh, we got through injury-free by, by all accounts. Uh, it came out after the game that Nico Hines was sick all week. Now, he did look a little bit below par today, but um, in saying that, you know, below par Nico is still better than half the competition. So, well, well, below par Nico was still the best player on the field today. Yeah, so I'm, um, yeah, I think 8 out of 10 is pretty, pretty damn fair, mate. I, th- I think on paper, you look at that, you see the scoreline, you think, okay, no injuries. A couple of the boys that were missing a couple of weeks, like Ueli especially, came back and looked yeah. particularly good. So, um, really yeah, good. Mate, a pretty, pretty impressive afternoon. And this is the thing. I'm glad you mentioned Hamanuele because normally when he comes, normally when he's playing five or six good weeks of football, he gets injured, and when he comes back, he's terrible. Slow starter, yeah. Now he's come back relatively early. We were expecting him, you know, 
maybe after the buy against Brisbane or you know again you know down down in Melbourne. But to get to get those minutes in his legs, he played really well. He took some strong strong carries. His defence was really good. I thought Fitz just about nailed the bench rotation today. I just think he was a bit too late in pulling the trigger on some subs in the first half. Definitely. But I think I think his rotations were very very good. Because Royce Hunt started the game really aggressive and sort of tapered off a little bit and looked fatigued um, and was on. I felt he was on for about five to seven minutes too long, but when he came back on the field again, he was just a handful. Um, so I, I think you know, as I said, eight out of ten performance. The only thing that let us down were our hands. In the first half, we completed it fifty-seven percent, and I think I saw that it got up into about the seventies in the second half, but it still wasn't real good, but I don't know what the difference between last week and this week was in terms of discipline, but that referee today, I thought he was incredible. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, I thought, I thought the only the only dubious penalty that I had, which was the lead up to their try, when Dale Finucane's arm was stuck, and he was clearly telling the ref my arm stuck, and then the ref plays a penalty for holding down. Yeah. I, 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 didn't, I didn't understand that. Everything else, I thought he had, that he had a good 10 there weren't many set restarts. There were no bullshit leg up penalties. I, I thought it was overall like good performance, and yeah, you know, none of this make an error, give a penalty, give a six again, concede a, a crap try to a team that doesn't deserve it. I thought we were absolutely on today. Yeah, just just two points quickly. Uh, the referee, hundred percent agreed. I thought he was very good. Didn't make it about himself, which we can't say about the other two games thus far this week. So big ups, Todd Smith, very good on the sideline. Thought both were good. You know, they, they made that one error that was an easy challenge, but it was a split-second thing. No problems. Referees, 10 out of 10. Going back to the Fitz um, uh, substitutions, I agree he got them largely right today. But, yeah, the game changed. We were all over. We started like a house on fire. Kafusi was fantastic. Royce Hunt was yep. a giant. They got on top of us when Saifidi swapped and came on. And yep. he started bossing us up the middle. Fanukin missed a tackle. Safidi went through and they scored. Then, once Ueli came on the game, uh, on the field rather, we got ascendancy back. So, yeah, you, you look at that and you think it's one set too late. Okay, one set too late, the only mistake he made all day. So I'm not going to go on about it. But I do get the feeling he does have that in him. Today, though, yep. much, much better. Although, Terry, and I don't know if you noticed this, Wade Graham played the last five minutes at number nine and I never want to see that happen again. Yeah, that, that pass that he threw to Teague Wilk was absolutely dreadful. So he doesn't have a, a career at hooker. I, I'm going to say, I, I think, you know, we, we lost momentum, as you said, when Saifidi came on. But he put the first trigger he pulled was Jack Williams. And Williams made two cracking shots and then took some big runs. I thought Williams was our best forward today. Yeah, really. uh, and and it, wasn't, it wasn't close. We're starting to get that 2021 Jack Williams back now. And I've got to tell you, I'm all for it because I saw some, some teams that are like, when we're full strength, Jack Williams doesn't involve. And for mine, if you're going to get that from him off the bench, I'm pretty sure he made 130 metres off the bench today. Yeah, mate. Oh, I'm definitely putting him in. But the player I want to see get more minutes, mate, Big Ball Tom. Oh, that run. Mate, that run. His first run, he runs through and looks like he was going to set up a try. He was magnificent. And he did it twice or three times. Looked like he was going to score at one stage. Mate, I'll tell you what. When Tom does cross for that try this year, mm -hmm. I, I, I want to make a bold joke here, but I can't. He's just... He's just too good. I love him. Put him in the 17. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely phenomenal. Now, speaking about number seven, I've seen some people say he had an indifferent game. He did. He, he had an indifferent game. He had some 
moments where I think, you know, he would have liked them again. But also as well, if you listen to the commentary, I saw people saying, why isn't he putting the long kicks in down the field? Why isn't he putting grubber kicks into the in goals? That field was fast today. The bounce on that field was so quick. Like, he put that chip over the top for Katoa, and it hit the ground, and it just rolled. Can we talk about the field for a second? How pristine yep. was it? How beautiful was that Coffs Harbour field? I'm very what? happy we take games up there just between us. The, the, the surface of that field is 10 out of 10. That's where we should be playing Magic Round. Yeah. yeah like, like fucking surface. Yeah. That's, that's where we should be playing Magic Round. That, that I, I mean... You only get one game there all year, right? So you've got to make you've got to maintain it. But that guy who maintains the field has got a job for life. Absolutely, he does. Now they're um they got a team up there that plays there too, and evidently they were all there today in the crowd. Thought the crowd was very loud for what twelve thousand or something. Lots yeah. of open spaces, but you can only it's it's a per per person sort of thing. It's not a yeah. you know squash as many in. But I think I think our Coffs Harbour thing I, it helps that we're three and zero or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. It's a very fruitful endeavour. It's great to see the town painted black, white, and blue. Even the big banana was given a makeover this week. Just good yeah. stuff. Very good yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I really like it. You know, I've seen people talk about the Coffs Harbour um, trip, and I really like it. And they say, "Oh, but you know, we've we've taken a, we've taken two games there against the Gold Coast Titans, and it's only a three-hour drive for the Gold Coast. And we've taken a game there against Newcastle, and again, it's only a three-hour drive. And they're saying we we need to take it against someone where." Their fans aren't going to travel. Well, that, that's not a success then. No, you got to you got to feel it. Yeah, this this is a success because you get twelve, thirteen thousand people there, both sides of the field. Like if only six thousand Sharks fans went to Coffs Harbour to watch a game between Cronulla and Canberra, there's no point. Yeah, you got to sell it out. It looked really. There's good. no point. Like we taking the game against the Gold Coast and Newcastle in principle is a fantastic idea because it is. It's. It's like a. I saw Knights fans this week saying, "Well, it's like another home game because it's closer for them than it is Cronulla." Yeah. No, I, I, I thought it was resounding success, yeah. mate. I'm very happy yeah, with yeah. how it's gone up there. Absolutely. Now, another rounding success, and I wanted to bring this up, and it's the reason why we're podcasting tonight and not tomorrow. But what better time to bring this up? The Will Kennedy versus Lachlan Miller debate. Mm-hmm. Now, last year, to start the year, this is where it all came from. To start the year, Will Kennedy was absolutely on fire. He was fit and healthy, and then he got a shoulder injury and an ankle injury, and he just never got his body right. I think we rushed him back. We said that multiple times. And in that time there, we debuted Lachlan Miller. Now, everyone remembers that fantastic game in the pissing down rain against the Titans where he went the length of the field, and it was a, it was a great try, and he had some big moments at fullback for us. He had, some, he had some games on the wing where he scored tries and some games where he was absolutely dreadful as well. Newcastle went looking for a fullback this year. They looked for Lachlan Miller and everyone was saying, no, we should give them Will Kennedy. We need to keep Lachlan Miller because he's got speed. You're seeing today why we let go of Lachlan Miller because apart from his speed, he is a very shit footballer. Yeah, he is. You, can tell that, you can tell that this is a guy who is 29 years old and has only played 17 games of rugby league, and this is why Will Kennedy has it over him in every asset. And I would just, I would go as far as saying that, apart from maybe the young kid at the Tigers who hasn't cut his teeth into grade yet, but will eventually be better than Lachlan Miller. You're probably looking at the he's 
up there in the top two worst fullbacks. Yeah, the other being Hayes Perham. But um, oh, the other being Hayes Perham. Yeah. yeah, look, look, I I thought Lockie, you know, had a shocker today, and to, and to his credit, he's been okay in Newcastle, and they had to take a punt he on him. Though. He hasn't though. He's been okay. He hasn't been great by any stretch, but he's he's what they Dreadful. needed because it was either him or Felix Crossland, and I would argue they've got the better side of that. And no, I'm not I'm not here to argue that he's been tremendous. We haven't missed him, of course. It was unfortunate what happened with him and Dykes. We got Eero, we got Arati. We're fine at fullback. And Book Kennedy absolutely streaks ahead. He's in the top five fullbacks in the game on form, not not overall, but on form. And I'll argue anyone who who has an opposing opinion. But I don't want to go too hard on Lockie Miller because he's playing in a very, very dreadful team. You put him at Manly or Melbourne, I reckon he's playing a bit better. But today, we saw exactly why the decision was made and exactly why it was correct. Now, just before I leave it back to you, Terry, because you got that look in your eyes, which excites me greatly. I tweeted earlier that I was one of the ones who was done with Will Kennedy. I, I couldn't get past the fact that he missed Tom Dean, that he didn't give it a go. It came out in the offseason that he was broken and he shouldn't have been picked. So I, I've shifted the blame from that. That's left my mind. That went to Fitzgibbon. That was a rookie error from a coach in his first finals. Okay, you got to, you know, you cop that. So I tweeted out that I was wrong. I'm happy to double down on it here. I was wrong. I was calling for Miller, and when he was let go, I was like, oh, well, you can always bring Dykes in. Let's, you know, Dan was wrong. It happens to the best of us. That's my one error ever. Happy to admit it. Terry, as you were. Yeah, but the, the, the early season debate um, between, you know, there's idiots that will tell you that they'll take Hayes Perham over Will Kennedy, and you know, as I said, they're idiots. Mm-hmm. But the the debate between Kennedy and and Miller was that you know Miller was streets ahead of him, but in what he can't ball play, he's quicker. Yeah, no doubt. His hands are dreadful. Kennedy's got just about the best set of silky hands in the competition. Mm-hmm. Kennedy's positional play this year as well has been miles and miles ahead, and this is a confidence into his healthy body now. Last year, we said it. A healthy Will Kennedy is in the upper echelon of fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Right now, I would say that there would maybe only be three fullbacks ahead of him on form. Yep. Maybe three. Yep. And, you know, that's not a blight to the other fullbacks. Kennedy's just in great form. And it was, you know, I, I, I was back and forth with someone who said, but you're going to see what Miller can do in this Newcastle team and he's going to break out and he's going to look good. Okay, he's going to look good, but this Newcastle team is a bottom four team. It is, and a lot of people are looking at super coach stats when they're deciding who's yeah, good and, and who's it's, not. It's, it's not. It's not hard if you're a mediocre player to go to a really shit team and stand out. And it's, you know, it's the same discussion I was having politely with Han on Twitter today when she was talking about taking Connor Tracy at, at the Tigers, and I was like, well, this is the trap that the Tigers fall into. You're watching a player come up from our reserve grade team and look okay because, no, you know, Dane Gagai didn't give a fuck about Connor Tracy when Tracy scored that try because he was looking at Moylan, Kennedy, and Hines. Yep. You put Connor Tracy into that Tigers team, and he's just going to be as bad as everyone else in that side. Yeah, yeah, completely fair. And it's the same thing with Lockie Miller. He's going to look okay in patches, because there aren't many people at Newcastle that are better than him, yep. right? Okay. But in saying that, they, they probably are better than him, but Miller looks flashy because he's fast. Yep. He's a flashy player too, yep. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's got those moments of brilliance where he can streak away and score a 70-metre try untouched. Fantastic. But he wasn't even attempting to catch bombs today. He got the ball stripped off of him 
twice by Moylan, once illegally, and once by Sione Katoa. And his hands are just, they're a letdown. His decision-making is really bad. I did like when he looked at Dom Young and yelled at him, and it was like, okay, mate, you're the fullback. You've got to make that catch. But Yeah, yeah that, that was a bomb put in the middle of the field. Now, Dominic Young was there. He was running in, and I think Miller thought because Dom Young was running in, he had the momentum, he was going to take that ball. That's that's Miller's. It's a fullback's ball. All the fullbacks got to be yelling and pointing. He wasn't. So, I yeah, I definitely blame that on him. But before we move on, Terry, just because I'll, I'll forget, that Kalen Ponga moment, what were your thoughts? My initial thought, I even tweeted into the DM, look, I was, I was struggling uh, with my bladder, so I had to get up and have a wee, and when I came back, there was all this talk about uh, Kalen Ponga had gone off the field, and I thought, oh, Jesus, right? And so I rewound it back, and I saw him laying on the ground out cold, mm. and then he got up, and I don't know how they deem that as a cap too because he he laid now I don't know if he laid down just to like not get trampled or if he laid down because he was genuinely out but he came back on he looked all right he scored a try and as the game went on his decision making was really poor and yeah I, I, I don't know like you don't you don't want to see it but this is a game they were down six 0 at the time. They've got Tyson Gamble on there. He was he was out on the ground. Yeah, he passed his HIA, but would you have sent him back on? Well, I think I think they had to, and I think you you know you need to get through to play Origin. So I think that had a little bit to come into it. But this is a guy who later in the game lost lost count of the tackle count, gave the ball up, turned around mm-hmm. to give his number six a spray, then realised that it was the fifth tackle, and they still had one left. Now, it was good this yeah. week to see a referee say, hey, yeah, that's a turnover, not go, oh, Kalen, you didn't hear the call, so go back and play the ball. So big ups to the referee. Ponga did say, he did apologise in the post-match, I don't know if you saw it, he said, yeah, I thought it was the last play, I got up and gave a spray and then looked like an idiot and I got what I deserve. It was good to hear him cop that, but mate, when it happened, I thought it was a Cat 1 and Vossi sat next to me and said Cat 1, so yeah, very, I- very um, unfortunate, of course. I, uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to too much about what Vossi says because his tweets during the game were absolutely appalling. But I mean, the, the thing about Ponga, it, it was great that he gave Tyson Gamble a spray and turned it over, and Tyson Gamble just gave it straight back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <'Cause> if there's one person you don't want to give a spray <laughs> to, it's Tyson Gamble. I saw that now three times from Newcastle today. So you had that. You had the Lockie Miller one, the aforementioned, and then you had Safidi turn around and yell at someone. And he was yelling at them, played the ball slow, and they mixed it up and dropped the ball off that. So there's some disharmony up there. Now, I just want to go on records to say I don't give a fuck, and I hope they implode. But it's not good to see, mate, as a rough fan of the rugby league. Now, let's talk about some other matchups. You know, the the, the Kennedy-Miller was a... 10-8, 10-7. 10-7, yeah, because he scored the try. The, the, the battle that I really wanted to see this week was Rami and Bradman Best, and I've got to tell you, I was really disappointed that neither of those guys got any football. Yeah, no, completely fair. The ball went the other way majority of the day. I, I mean, I'll give that even. I don't think either player played particularly well. We saw the um, the bad decision in the first attacking set of six. six rather. Oh, there's a, there's a bad Freudian yeah. slip uh, from Jesse Rami. So it was good he got it out of his system early. But, yeah, otherwise, that's a 10-10. Neither, neither player got the win on that. But it was, yeah, it was good, good to... Um, Bit of a letdown, but good to watch all the same. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I guess the the thing for is Bradman Best was so good last week against the Titans that you see glimpses glimpses of the potential that that young man has, and then for whatever reason this week Newcastle decided that they were going to throw about fifty hospital balls to Dane Gagai and watch him just get belted up. And I have no idea. I have no idea why, but. Maybe they thought that that was the easy battle for him to get over the top of Connor Tracy, but Tracy was on. He was on today. Like this was a, a focused Connor Tracy who was running hard, defending hard, and didn't want to get beaten by Dan Gagai. So, yeah. look, Connor had some moments where he made some errors and stuff, and there was one really particularly bad drop ball. But overall, he beat Gagai quite convincingly. Oh yeah, he ten seven Gagai as well, yeah. which is huge. And I think that's. I think Gagai was getting dropped anyways, but I think definitely today, I think that ends Gagai origin talk. Oh, yeah, there's no, there's no way he can play origin with the form of Val Holmes and Hammer and Selwyn Cobbo and any other, you know, elite winger that, New, uh, that Queensland can just can uh, can pitch. But, yeah, I, I don't think Gagai's going to play. I think that that's the end of his origin career now. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, in terms of... This gameplay, it was it was a routine win for Cronulla. It was a game where going into it, I, I felt a little bit nervous just because of how well Newcastle attacked last week. But also as well, looking at this Newcastle team, they can't do it two weeks in a row. No, they can't. They don't have the players. And they didn't. Not once did I feel like we were in trouble. I felt no. the only thing that kept Newcastle in it was the fact that we couldn't hold onto the ball. Yeah. And when you can come out of a game and say that, Okay, it's a negative because we couldn't hold the ball, but it's a positive because everything they threw at us, even even the try doesn't feel right. It was just it was just a a late drop off and a lucky play and a you know, yeah, mate, Newcastle shit. Oh, they're yeah, really really that, bad. Yeah, this, this is a team that sort of came out of the blocks on fire this year and um, won some games that you didn't think they were going to win, <clears throat> but they will they will start. You know, descending the ladder now and get sort of around that bottom six, bottom four area. But yeah, it's you know there, there was not at one point in that game that I feel that we were ever going to be challenged by Newcastle. Like when it got to six all, I thought, well, yeah, as you said, the only reason why they're in it is because we keep making mistakes and the referee got a penalty for Dale Finucane's arm being held by Leo Thompson, so yeah. he got he got sucked into that one, but. It felt like today, Dan, that we could make a line break and score a try whenever we wanted to. The problem with that is we we just try too hard. We push one too many passes. You know, there's a third tackle, we make a break, and instead of just taking the tackle and getting a quick play of the ball, we throw a shocking pass and someone drops it. Yeah, there's probably or, three or four of those at least. Yeah, or like like Nakora when in that one when Newcastle challenged, right? He threw he turned Jesse Ramian under and he turned Sione Katoa under and he didn't pass the ball to Sione Katoa. If he passed the ball to Sione Katoa, he's got a 30, 35 metre run in front of him and goes pretty close to scoring a try. It's just, it's decision making that gets us at the moment. And the only person who made good decisions today, I felt, was Will Kennedy because, you know, I, I was going to say Moylan had an 8 out of 10 game, but he's still... He threw that shitty hospital pass to Teague Wilt and the Wilt dropped and everyone goes, oh, fucking Teague. If he throws the ball out the back to Kennedy, Ronaldo strolls in. Yeah, that's there's something going on there. I don't know whether it's a bet of how many bruises he can set him up for, but that's four weeks in a row by my count. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I, don't, I don't know what it is because you, you'd expect you'd expect more from Matt Boylan to know that, okay, last week I fucked this and the week before I fucked it. If I just go out the back to Will Kennedy, Ronaldo's going to score a try. Yeah, 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 we're on it. Fuck it, I'll give the ball to team. Yeah, it looks good when that comes off. But the last few weeks, and it happened on the right again today, Nick Aracopter Hospital passed from, yeah. from Hines. So, yeah. But if you don't throw those balls and you always go out the back, it... it the defences learn that, and they don't go that man, which doesn't create the space. I understand why they do it, but it's just not working at the moment. I thought Moylan otherwise was pretty good today. wasn't spectacular, but wasn't bad. My issue with that one play there was that was 15 metres out from our line. Yeah. Okay, that was 15 metres out from our line. That has to be out the back. Yeah, that's... that's Five metres or three metres out from the line, whatever, throw that ball to Teague, and if he drops it, shit happens. Yep. Okay. But... Moylan has to know the situational play. That ball goes to Kennedy. Ronaldo's strolling over. You know what a battle that I was really looking forward to that ended up living up somewhat to the hype? The Ronaldo-Dom Young. And I think our boy, despite being about a foot and a half shorter, got up in that one too. Well, this 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 is the the leap that Ronaldo Mulatalo has made this year into a very elite winger. And I will, I will go ahead and say that he was ripped off not getting one of the winner of the year spots last year. Mm-hmm. And if he is ripped off this year, I think I'll have a fucking conniption because he is the best winger in the competition at the moment and there isn't anyone close to him. Yeah, he's good running out. He looked uh, looked like he had a chip on his shoulder today, which is yeah. when he plays well. Now, he did yeah. score that try and he was yelling and he did have a go at Lockie Miller late. But when you're 20 points up, that's absolutely okay. You know, you get the ball down and you yell all you want. So it's good to see him learning these lessons. And like you said, I can't name a winger who's in better form than him right now. Maybe there's one or two that slipped my mind, but top three at worst. There, there, there isn't another winger right now that you can name that's in better form. Now, Mike Acevo has scored more tries. But if you have a look at Mike Acevo's work rate compared to Ronnie, and if you have a look at, apart from the Warriors game, Ronnie under the high ball, if you have a look at it, like Ronnie's got it over. The only thing that Sebo has got at the moment is that he's big and powerful and he scored a few more tries. Yeah, that's good. Give me Ronaldo Mulatalo's work rate and the improvement in his defense yep. and the fact that he makes a line break every time he touches the fucking ball. Yep. I'm, I'm taking Ronaldo over every single winger in the competition. Like there's been a drop off from Brian Toto. Yep. A significant drop off. Alex Johnson has been nowhere near what he was last year. For mine, it's it's Ronaldo, and it's not close. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I thought Katoa on the other wing was very good today again. He's uh, his elusive running is just yeah. he's hard to tackle. Every time he runs, even sideways, he's making two or three tackle breaks. I'll be interested. I'll go on later and I'll prepare for Alloys and get the the stats. But very very good. I think his last three weeks have been amongst his best. Yeah, he's he's been very very good he's, he, who, what was the bad game that he had I feel like he always has a bad game against Canberra but I don't know if that was it I know he wasn't good in Magic Ground but no one was yeah no no one was good in Magic Ground so we'll, we'll give that one a pass there but I feel like Canberra is his kryptonite so if we can just drop him from the Canberra games other than that he's been he'd be sweet otherwise yeah no I completely agree with that so, um, look I thought in, in terms of in service in terms of service and everything today, I thought Blake Braley had a very good game. Yeah. His passing was on point. He gave the ball to the players that he needed to. He, I can only remember him having one run, though. Yeah, the one where he caught the bloke. No, he had two because he got it. I think he he got, he got ran into the uh, the markers. I'm just trying to think. It was late in the first game. And there was one earlier, but it was like a five or six. So, yeah, you want to yeah. see that. You want to see that go a little bit higher. But, yeah, I think when you don't notice Braley, I think that's a good thing because... 
I mean, Nico's the man, isn't he? Yeah, I, I, and that's, you know, it, it, it's really good, though, that Brayley has now got that in his in his gameplay to turn around and go, you know what, Moylan's on today. I'm going to I'm gonna throw the ball. I know Nico wants it, but I'm going to throw the ball to Moylan because, you know, if you keep just throwing the ball to Nico and hope, well, we're going to get beat. But this is, you know, this is the time now to start giving the ball to Moylan and see what he can do. Um, I, I, you know, I, there, there isn't a player that I can fault um, from today's performance. Yeah. I think everyone, everyone who came off the bench did their job. Hamlin Newelli was good. Hazleton was good. Uh, Wade Graham, apart from his five-minute stint at hooker, was really good today. And he was hitting people in the ribs. Like, Leo, I, I'm going to say this. They're number 13. Leo Thompson, I think his name is. Yep. He was... I thought, I thought he was Newcastle's best player today. He ran hard. He was really damaging. I wouldn't mind seeing what his contract status was either for a, a squad player with us. But uh, I thought he was he was really good today. When he started, he, he broke through the line and Will Kennedy grabbed him and, and stopped what you know I thought was going to be a try to Newcastle. Mm-hmm. And then the next couple of times he started running the ball, Wade Graham just kept hitting him in the ribs. And yeah. I thought, you know, brilliant from Wade. Uh, I thought Jack Williams was, again, sensational off the bench. Just did everything. He had that one shitty drop in the first half. Fair enough. I get that. But he got it out of the way. Just ran hard, made meters. Post-contact meters were really good. Mm-hmm. Royce Hunt, Kafusi, they dominated the opening exchanges. Teague Wilton, when he wasn't getting hospital balls, was making you know great strides against them. Britton Nicker is the best back row in the competition at the moment, bar none. But, I think, Terry, I, one player... One player, Dale Finucane. Not good. Dale, but in saying that, in saying that, I don't think Dale Finucane was poor. I think Dale Finucane was just average. He had a terrible first stint. I'm willing to go that far. Now, I'm by no means a, a Finucane hater, and I'm on record as saying he's been, you know, a revelation at the club on and off yep. the park. But yep. he gave okay, gave away that penalty. I'll give you that. That that it's unlucky. Arms get caught. It's going to go one way. We didn't get that call. The miss miss tackle on Saifidi was bad, and he was lazy in the line for that Connor Tracy break. I think we score that regardless. And I think to his credit, I think as Headington or the other boat, I don't know who it was. He didn't play for it, so it just it was the right decision from the from the uh, the man in the bunk, and you don't say that often. Yeah. But Dale standing there was lazy. He should know better than that. He should not have been anywhere near that, and it should have been a try. If we score that, that, I think we win by forty today. Yeah, yeah, that was that was tackle two, though. You know, like well, it was essentially it was tackle one. Tracy ran from dummy half and made that break. Now Finucane was down. Um, I think he was fixing his socks or his shoelaces, and if he had just stayed down. Mm-hmm. There was no issue. Yeah, he shouldn't have been in the line. That's unforgivable, especially for a bloke who's played 900 games. So, yeah, I was a bit disappointed with that. And I think that overshadowed his second stint for us. Can't remember him making a mistake. I think he was very good. Ran hard. But, yeah, first stint, not his best. No, yeah, I, I, I'll give you that. I thought it's really hard to pick a 3-2-1 today. My three points is going to Nico Hines. I thought he was sensational. I'll go two points to Will Kennedy just because he absolutely shut on everyone's hopes and dreams of them being able to tweet me about Lockie Miller. Yep. Uh, so I'll give him, I'll give him the uh, two. I'm going to give one point to Jack Williams as well. That's completely fair. I thought Kennedy was our best. Thought Nico was a little bit below par. So I, I'll go. Uh, well, I thought Connor Tracy was very good. Now I know he did have one or two bad moments, but I'll put him at second. And yeah, that uh, shot that he put on fucking Dan Gagai. 
he he went out there and they said, "Oi, um, you know, there's a there's a free pizza in it if you body gag eye today." And he went out and took his soul. So two free pizzas. Yeah, and third, I I agree. I thought Jack Williams was very very good. Ueli just misses, and I'll tell you what: if Tom Hazelton does that every single week, he may very quickly become my favourite player. He's he's definitely a cult hero. When he went through that line, it was as if Nico had gone through himself. So. Yeah, the crowd the crowd were on fire. The only difference between the two is about oh, 100 strands of hair, but yeah, very about 30 about kilos. It. I loved it. All right, man, let's get out of here. We've said everything we need to. The Sharks win. We've got to buy next week. You won't hear too much from us, but uh, hail the great man. Hail Tom Hazleton. And also we won the Jets by heaps and flag one. Three for three, baby.